another episode of one man watch point and overwatch podcast now this is of course a podcast where we talk about everything going on in and around the wonderful world of overwatch if you are a returning listener thank you so much for returning and if you're new around here i'm your host sir dr jm that's at sir drjm and you can find me on all socials uh at sir dr jm that's sir drjm if you do find me over there hit that follow button but also reach out to me over there with questions comments concerns topics whatever you want for the show and i will bring them to the next episode and we will talk about them if you are especially curious to hear about the overwatch league grand finals then definitely hit me up over there as that's where i'll be heading off to in just a matter of a day's time or so by the time you're listening to this that's right i will be hopping on a plane i will be flying from edmonton alberta over to toronto ontario to go to the overwatch league grand finals potentially the final grand finals that's right as we know the overwatch league has seen some turmoil as of late and of course this could be the very last overwatch league grand finals we see so i am uh, happy to be going that's for sure you can also tweet at me or whatever you want uh send me questions comments topics whatever about video games about overwatch league about overwatch in general and i'm happy to talk about them now you can of course find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc etc so give us a follow leave us a review tell your friends and all that jazz and of course if you enjoy what you hear today on one man watch point then check out the ready set pwn podcast which is your premier source for everything vancouver titans and toronto defiant of course if you follow the overwatch league you know both of those teams were eliminated from the playoff contention as of uh, our last episode of our ready set pwn and we did a bit of a deep dive there into uh, their most recent games and how things went and how things obviously didn't go uh and where that leaves the teams now so definitely go check out the latest episode of ready set pwn we also of course over there have done interviews with the likes of sean miller uh the president of the overwatch league baroy uh head coach or uh, sorry gm of the vancouver titans and kasora's head coach of the toronto defiant among many other special guests so definitely go check us out over there now we've got a little bit of stuff to get into here i'm also hoping this episode won't be that long because of course i gotta get packing and get things ready to go to the overwatch league grand finals so without further ado let's dive on here i'll do this alone if i have to all right so before we get into things here we have a bit of a required reading today that's right our required reading is going to take us on over to ggrecon.com with an article by of course yiska posted on september 25th 2023 which reads owl playoff seating issues once again raise concerns among teams now i'm not going to read this whole uh article um I am just going to kind of read the first little snippet of it. This is a required reading. So definitely if, uh, you know, you should go check out what all Yiska is talking about here because it is uh, quite perplexing in a lot of ways. So let's dive into the article here. Yiska writes, In a season marked by rule controversies and disputes, the Overwatch League finds itself once again having made a polarizing decision in the way it allocated seating for its season playoffs. 
the draft system employed to determine the bracket for the playoffs has ignited a fresh wave of discussions and criticisms behind the scenes, giving unearned advantages, argue some Overwatch League insiders. Specifically in the way in which the drafting order determined the seed of each team is under scrutiny. The decision, for example, resulted in the London Spitfire gaining a seeding advantage over first-round opponent Boston Uprising and potentially against the Hangzhou Spark later in the tournament. The article then goes on to explain sort of the drafting and seeding uh, situation and how it all works, and of course, how the advantages uh, play in favor of certain teams. Um, and the nice thing, or the, the really interesting part about this article, is that of course, Jeska, he's well-connected in the Overwatch League scene, um, so he actually touched base with a number of coaches and uh uh, organizational staff for a number of the Overwatch League organizations, especially obviously ones that have qualified for the playoffs. And he talks to them about this and they um, they have some thoughts, that's for sure. Uh, just to shout out a couple of the coaches and people he talked to. Uh, he spoke to the Florida Mayhem head coach, of course, Gunba. Um, he also spoke to uh, London Spitfire head coach Christopher um, and they both talked about the advantages here. Uh, Christopher, of course, has had uh, other conversations uh with yiska very recently where he's uh spit some fire that's for sure uh one point here i would like to highlight just because it relates to the toronto defiant of course uh in talking to gunba yiska writes gunba pointed out an additional significant advantage comes at the hand of the way teams are allowed to practice in toronto the player practice area is the location at the playoff venue at which teams are allowed to practice at. According to Gunba, only four teams are able to practice at a time, requiring a rotation in the player practice area. Quote, it's important because the seating as per the selection process influence your player practice area allocation. Our PPA, player practice area, allocation has all of the good NA teams in it, and we can scrim them. Quote, that allocation was influenced by this seeding decision, and that wasn't fair, Gunba explained, adding, I think it should have been based on the regular season performance. In any case, uh, you know, the article continues on from there. Uh, GG Recon, you know, of course, Yeska, uh, reached out to the Overwatch League, and a spokesperson replied back at one point with some information. Now, of course, he also references the fact that the Hangzhou Spark took particular issue with uh, some seeding issues that they had in the... Uh, mid-season madness tournament um and there was some dispute about what exactly happened there um so anyways this is a good read for sure gives some some interesting insight into the way these things work or at least the way it's working this season and of course again with this potentially being the uh the final season of the overwatch league um it's very worth the read because it it does kind of uh uh describe a bit of a collapsing system here um but in any case you know it is what it is we know what our seating is and we know of course what's going to uh transpire in terms of our schedule uh, at least for the start of the overwatch league grand finals now let's continue on here i've got another i've got a new section that i'm adding to the show kind of a bit of a combination of a couple different segments that i used to do um you know previously i would have done a little bit of a segment uh just a, uh, a uh, PSA, public service announcement, just about some things coming to the game. Um, I'm, I'm toying with with changing that up a little bit because, you know, it is a public service announcement. You know, that's what a PA, PSA is. But I feel like it's a little bit more about what's going on in the game. So, you know, it's a little bit more of a, hey, here's, here's some updates. Here's some things you may have missed about the game now. I don't know what to call this yet, so I'm just going to call it what's going on in the game right now. So uh, 
few big events happening right now. Of course, we know we are in the midst of season seven. I think by the time you're listening to this, we'll have probably about two weeks left uh, in season seven. Nope, season six. My bad. That's season six. Um, and of course, just launched recently, we have the Winston Hero Mastery is out now. So that brings the total of Hero Mastery characters up to five. Of course, we launched with Reinhardt, Mercy, and Tracer. We then, I believe a week later, got Sojourn, and a week after that, we did get Winston. Um, if you haven't checked out the Winston courses, definitely go check them out. I had a lot of fun with them. Um, and uh, as I had sort of guessed, I do find that uh, for whatever reason, I'm able to wrap my head around the the tank courses a lot better than the other ones. And it's not like these are characters I'm unfamiliar with. I'm quite familiar with Mercy. I'm quite familiar with Tracer. Um, maybe less so so Sojourn, but in any case, uh, it just a little bit interesting how that's, uh, that's kind of played out. But I had a lot of fun with the Winston one, so definitely go check that out. Now, aside from that, of course, we also have a new Twitch Drops campaign. Uh, this one, pretty straightforward, not not too complicated. There's none of the two hours, then two, you know, four additional hours, then six additional hours. It's just straight watch two hours, watch two more hours, watch two more hours. And it is, of course, watch 10 hours and earn five Battle Pass tier skips. So it's simply every two hours, you get another Battle Pass tier skip. So if you watch two hours, you get one skip. If you watch uh, four hours, you get two skips, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So if you're trying to complete your Battle Pass out there, then definitely go check out the Twitch drops. Um, you know, for myself, I slap on a Twitch account on uh, someone's stream and I let it run and it gains me those uh, rewards. Of course, you do have to claim them after every two hours. So, you know, sometimes it runs over a little bit, but you can continue to claim after that. So go get your Battle Pass tier skips. Now, the final uh, item for what's going on in the game right now is of course the anniversary event is on now this just kicked off uh, i believe midway through last week there um we now have the battle for olympus event back of course uh if you haven't played it or if you don't recall this was from i believe it would have been season two of uh overwatch 2 of course it was uh, greek mythology themed kind of thing and the battle for olympus was a limited time mode uh in there where you have a limited selection of heroes but they're all sort of souped up um, and they're uh, sort of personifying some of the Greek gods, and uh, you duke it out, and, you know, there's little power-up kind of things, and, you know, it's either free-for-all or, I believe, 4v4. Um, and I, you know, having not really dove into it too much back in Season 2, I actually had some fun with it. Uh, I, again, I didn't really know what it was all about, um, but I jumped in, and uh, I actually found I kind of was able to wreck some shop and had a good time, so definitely go check it out uh it is live now as is the winter events so of course you've got your may snowball offensive you've got your yeti hunt you've got all the different snowball fight modes or yeah, snowball fight modes um and things like that so go check those out as well of course you know i have a little bit less fun with that but that's just because those have been around since the dawn of time it seems like but on top of all that of course there are some challenges some event challenges that go hand in hand with this and through them, you will have the opportunity to win or to earn up to 3,000 Overwatch credits. Now, just to be clear, that is not Overwatch coins, that's Overwatch credits, so the old currency, which of course can still be used to purchase a lot of stuff on the store. Um, so again, you can earn up to 3,000 Overwatch credits by completing these challenges. Now, the interesting thing is they have it kind of broken down so that I believe right now 
potentially by the time you're able to listen or by the time you're listening to this it may be double but i believe right now you can only earn up to 1000 and then as the anniversary event continues more challenges are going to unlock which will give you the opportunity to earn more credits so right now i believe there's one challenge that the reward is 400 credits uh, there's another one that's 300 and then there's another one that's 300 as well so it totals 1000 and then again by the time you listen to this i think another set will have unlocked so you can earn up to 2000 and then finally uh, you'll get another opportunity to earn another thousand so certainly three thousand overwatch credits is nothing to scoff at uh, that's that's a decent amount um, especially considering uh, most skins most legendary skins i think i want to say they cost 1500 credits i could be a little off on there I, I honestly i don't spend the credits too much i like just having them I like hoarding my credits um, but every now and then i'll go back and say oh there's a six skin that i never got that uh, from overwatch one and i'll go ahead and purchase it so anyways i'm sitting on a whole bunch now and i think i don't think i've earned these thousand for this uh for these event challenges just yet but uh i'm almost there so anyways go get your overwatch credits uh and uh enjoy the anniversary event on right now it of course ends on october 16th so again by the time you're listening to this you still got quite a while let's see one two almost three weeks to continue earning so definitely go check that out now with all of that out of the way we'll head on over to the news section of the show we don't have a ton of news to talk about today but uh let's get on in there this is it push forward all right so we're gonna kick things off here by taking a look at the overwatch cavalry account on instagram that's right ow cavalry underscore on instagram uh we've got a few things that i want to touch on here of course i'm just using the overwatch cavalry instagram account to sort of summarize some of these points um just as the quick hits but if you're interested you can obviously go find out more so uh, we've got a few posts to go through here, and these are, of course, all related to Season 7. So, naturally, there was an update put out by the devs, and they talked just briefly about a handful of things coming out in uh, Season 7. Of course, we are in the middle of Season 6 right now. And I just want to touch on some of them right here. So, the first one, arguably, I would probably say most people would agree the most exciting one of these. Well, maybe not, but I think the most exciting one of these is, of course, that Blizzard has teased new crossover event in Season 7. So the post here from Overwatch Cavalry reads, Get ready for a new hashtag Overwatch 2 collaboration event. Blizzard confirmed that the next crossover will be released during Season 7, set to release on October 10th. So, of course that is uh when season seven drops not necessarily when this crossover event drops now the interesting thing about this of course you may recall the previous crossover event was of course the collaboration with one punch man a uh i'd say a popular anime um with some characters uh in overwatch getting skins themed after characters in uh one punch man and of course I believe there was a game mode as well centered around Doomfist, uh, you know, being dressed as the titular character in One Punch Man. Now, the interesting thing about this for me is that, of course, we've we've had some, I wouldn't say hints about what the next crossover will be, but we've had some speculation. We've had lots of people saying, oh, I'd like to see this. I'd like to see that. Um, and of course, lots of people expanding on the anime genre because that is uh, what the first crossover event was. Now, the interesting thing about this with the timing of it all to me the fact that we had a previous anime crossover the fact that we know the anime community has uh you know uh, quite a bit of crossover with the overwatch community 
and the fact that a very popular anime just had a live action adaptation drop on Netflix leads me to believe that there's a chance we could be getting a one piece crossover event in overwatch 2 of course if you haven't been living under a rock you know that uh, netflix just recently put out their live action adaptation of one piece and certainly uh, as someone who has never really been into anime uh, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of see uh, you know what the anime is about and see if i might be interested in exploring um you know the actual anime the source material if you will and granted i know that source material would technically be the manga which spawned the anime etc etc but in any case uh it definitely does have me interested in starting the anime uh, i watched through the the whole netflix series and i really enjoyed it so i'm actually very much looking forward to starting the anime and uh honestly i'm kind of have my fingers crossed that this next crossover could be in the same vein as as one punch man and it could be one piece um I would love to see a Luffy skin. Uh, who they would do as Luffy, I don't truly know. Um, I mean, Kuriko strikes me as the same kind of attitude as Luffy in a lot of ways. Um, but there's obviously better characters. Nami would probably make more sense for Kuriko. But anyways, I think there's a lot of cool stuff they could do, especially with uh, how uh, you know pirate-themed One Piece is. I'm, I'm also a big fan of pirates. Uh, and just pirate things in general, I, I actually, in my humble opinion, most of the pirate-themed skins that are already in the over in Overwatch are probably some of the best skins in the game. Uh, the Flying Dutchman skin for Sigma, um, the, uh, I forget what the one for Reaper is called, Undead Captain or something like that. Uh, there's a handful of them, and I think they're all very cool. I think they're, they're really well designed. So anyways, uh, we now know that uh, our next crossover will be coming in Season 7. There's obviously just looking at the past history of crossovers there's definitely a chance that it could be another anime theme and of course i'm hopeful i'm just speculating but i'm hopeful it could be one piece uh what else it could be i mean hey it could be anything under the sun right we we don't truly know and we don't have any idea uh really any hints i don't think they've hinted at anything other than saying it's coming in season seven so that's the first part of our uh social roundup here from the overwatch cavalry now as I mentioned, all of these are related to Season 7, so the next one we want to talk about here is, of course, details on Season seven Sombra rework. So we know that there are sort of not necessarily actual concrete details about the Sombra rework, but we have some idea of the methodology. So the team, and this is from the Overwatch Cavalry post, the team revealed their goals for her changes in Season 7. Make Sombra more committal when engaging, increase the active feel throughout her kit, and uphold her current hacker identity and playstyle. So, of course, uh, you know, the, lots of speculation right now. Obviously, that doesn't really tell us too, too much. Um, but to me, it does sound like they want it to be more like uh, when you engage in a fight, um, you are actually <laughs> trying to win that fight. Uh, you can't just bounce out or translocate out. I am very curious to see if they do something with the translocator, uh, just based on that first comment, that makes Sombra more committal when engaging. Because right now, Sombra does very much play a sort of disruptor role. But if you're not necessarily that skilled with Sombra, she's very easy to counter because, you know, let's say she sneaks into enemy lines, maybe she gets a hack on one of your supports. Uh, but then if you are your team or 
you know, an individual is able to turn around quick enough on her, they can just dispatch her very easily. Um, but of course, in doing that, she also has the opportunity to translocate out. So it's very much, she can just kind of do a little thing, a little bit of annoyance, and then zap out of there. So it sounds like they want to make it more so that, you know, when she is in there, she engages and, you know, maybe she can't bounce out as quickly. Of course, they also talk about increase the active feel throughout her kit, um, which again says to me, you know, hacking the health packs isn't isn't something that's very active, right? You do it and then you run away from the health pack and it just kind of sits there. You know, you throw her translocator down and again, you leave it, you just run and it's just kind of there. Um, so sounds like they want to make her a lot more, again, engaging. That word keeps coming up. But of course, I'm glad to hear they want to uphold her current hacker identity and play style because really, I mean, you get rid of that identity and what's the point in having the character? Or what's, what's the point in changing the character? Really, you may as well have just come up with a whole new character, which of course we know, I think uh, when Overwatch 2 launched, that was one of the sort of big criticisms about Orisa um, was the fact that, you know, they she basically wasn't the same character at all anymore other than the form factor um, because they kind of stripped her of some of her core abilities that really made her the 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 tank that she was um, so anyways you know I'm glad to hear that uh, that's what they're thinking I'm hopeful that it's not such a drastic change like it was with Orisa that uh, people are like you know this isn't the same character this may as well have been a new character but moving on from there of course the next one is that we have details on our Season 7 Roadhog rework. So, the Overwatch Cavalry posts, he'll be getting a brand new ability that will be revealed soon. The team's broad goals for this rework are to increase his ability to protect his team and claim space, maintain his overall identity and playstyle, move some of his power around so that his effectiveness isn't so tied to his one-shot potential. So, again touching on the same thing they touched on with Sombra there, maintain his overall identity and playstyle. I don't need to rehash this ground, retread this ground, because it is, you know, exactly the same point I just made. If they change that, you know, then why not just make a new character? Now, the interesting stuff here, increase his ability to protect his team and claim space. That's the big complaint, I think, about Roadhog right now, is that, yes, he's a tank in size and health and, you know, damage scaling and things like that, um, excuse me, but other than his physical, you know, presence on the battlefield, he doesn't really have anything to protect his team with. Um, you know, you look at almost every other tank and they all have that ability to defend in some way. Um, they all have a, a sort of either counter, a shield, um, an absorption ability, something like that. And he simply does not. Uh, of course, he has his self-heal, which just heals himself. I could easily see them using his self-heal in some way, uh, his take a breather in some way to, I don't know how, but provide an aura to everyone around him. Um, you know, it is sort of an oxygen thing that he presses up to his mouth and, and it heals him. They could easily make that extend out to a radius around him where it's more of a healing burst around him, almost, almost like BAP, but maybe more gradual, something like that. Um, I'm just thinking something to give his team around him a bit of a boost as well. Um, the other thing they say is, of course, move some of his power around so that his effectiveness isn't so tied to his one-shot potential. Now, that's obviously another big thing about Roadhog is uh, he's basically a DPS tank, right? Uh, he's a tank player, or he's a tank character that just, you know, has the health 
of a DP uh, of a tank and the size of a tank, but he does damage like a, a DPS. In of course the fact that he can shoot, hook, and then melee or shoot again, and really just one shot a lot of characters. So it seems like that may be going away, but I can't see them removing his hook. I feel like you know if anything is core to Roadhog, it is his hook. That is. That is the hook with Roadhog, right? That's why you want to play him is for that hook. Um, so I, I think they'll they'll keep that in some way, um, but uh, of course change the fact that you know he can just kind of one shot you. So, anyways, that's what we know about Roadhog. Now, the final item here, not a ton to say about this one. Um, there's a few bullet points that they touched on, but of course they did announce some balancing changes that are being teased for season seven. The Overwatch Cavalry here writes early look at hashtag Overwatch 2 balance changes in Season 7. Orisa, fortify damage reduction to be reverted or pulled back. Zarya, ally bubble size and health to be reduced. May will no longer deep freeze enemies. Torbjorn, primary fire recovery time to be reverted or pulled back. And Alari, secondary fire healing to be adjusted. So just giving us a bit of a tease, a bit of uh, some interesting you know tidbits to look forward to for Season 7 here. Of course... The interesting thing about a lot of these changes is that uh, the patch prior to this, of course, is the one that the Overwatch League Grand Finals are going to be played on, is the patch that feels like it's kind of changing the meta going into Grand Finals yet again, which a lot of people aren't happy about. And this patch seems like it's rolling back a lot of that. I mean, they literally say Orisa Fortify Damage Reduction to be reverted or pulled back. The Zarya changes Ally Bubble Size and Health to be reduced, um, you know, those were both pretty major changes uh, for this patch. At least the Zarya one was. So, and then of course Alari changes as well. They've been tweaking Alari since she came out. So, interesting stuff there. Very interesting that uh, maybe it's less interesting and more coincidence that this is the patch that uh, the Overwatch League Grand Finals are going to be played on. When you know perhaps they could have made these changes uh, prior uh, or you know not put out this patch at all or something like that. But. Anyways, just a few interesting things about Season 7 upcoming that we have now learned. Um, I will mention one thing, and that is, of course, that uh, I know when I first kind of started doing this um, this uh, uh, social media type thing, um, I had mentioned that I might pull from two different accounts. Of course, the Overwatch Cavalry and uh, the Omnic post, which is just at Omnic post on uh, Instagram there. Now, the thing about the Omnic post, they took a bit of a break there, um, just as the uh, main guy who runs the thing kind of went on a vacation and everything like that. So I've kind of stuck, uh, stayed away from them a little bit. I'm just looking at them now. Uh, they do actually, or have actually been keeping up with all of this stuff as well. They got a lot of similar stuff, a lot of crossover with... Um, with what the Overwatch Cavalry posts. I mean, they, the two of them do kind of cover the same topics and everything. Um, so in any case, I think next week I'll probably jump back to uh, the Omnic post because I am a big fan of them as well. So anyways, that's it for your social media roundup. And now we will move on to our only news article of the day. And it's honestly, I wouldn't really call this news. This could have easily gone into the uh, what's going on in the game or a bit of a PSA kind of thing. But it is from a site that I don't think I've ever read from before. So I'm going to head on over to afkgaming.com with an article by Aditya Singh Rawat, posted on September 21st. And it reads, Overwatch League 2023 playoffs, YouTube drops, skins, items, league tokens, more. 
So this article reads, the Overwatch League 2023 playoffs is scheduled to take place from 28th to 30th September with the top eight regular season teams ready to take on each other for a slot in the Overwatch League 2023 Grand Finals. As always, the developers are committed to involving the community and are giving away multiple viewership rewards to all those who watch the OWL 2023 playoffs via YouTube Gaming. The rewards that players can expect to receive via YouTube drops include two sprays, four player icons, four battle pass tier skips, and nine skins. Here's everything you need to know about the Overwatch League 2023 playoffs YouTube drops available for all three days, absolutely free of cost. Overwatch League 2023 playoffs YouTube drops complete details. So they then list the rewards here. Owl 2023 playoff YouTube drop skins. So for watching six hours, you will unlock the Ash Zenyatta Sigma Overwatch League skins and an Overwatch 2 Battle Pass tier skip. For watching 12 hours, you will unlock the Hanzo Reinhardt Ana Overwatch League skins and of course the Overwatch 2 Battle Pass tier skip again. So that's your two tier skips. Watching 15 hours, you will unlock the Mercy Doomfist Sombra Overwatch League skins. They then, so that's all the skins covered. They then have, of course, the sprays that you will earn. So after one hour, you will earn the Kiriko and Lucio Remix spray. After three hours, you will earn Canadian Hospitality spray and another Overwatch 2 Battle Pass tier skip, bringing the total of tier skips to three. Um, now, obviously, the interesting thing here is that's one and three, whereas the skins were... 6, 12, and 15. So you can see how these things are slotting into each other. Then, of course, they have the player icon. So at 9 hours, you will unlock the 2019 Atlantic player icon, the 2019 Pacific player icon, the 2020 Atlantic player icon, and the 2020 Pacific player icon, plus another Battle Pass tier skip. That's four. We're at four tier skips. Um, and then, of course, the article continues here. Apart from the above list, list, listed skins, items, and free battle pass tier skips, players will be able to earn five league tokens for every hour watched, and there seem to be no maximum limit as to how much a player can earn. So make sure that you are tuning in as soon as the streams start and stay till the end across all three days of the Overwatch League 2023 playoffs. These can be later spent to purchase some rare and exclusive skins from the Overwatch shop. And of course, you have to link your Twitch account or your, your YouTube account and all that fun stuff to your Battle.net. But those are the rewards you can earn from watching the Overwatch League. Now, the interesting thing about all this, of course, is the fact that I want to earn all this stuff. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Because I'm going to be at the Overwatch League Grand Finals, which really, I mean, makes up for it. But I'm going to have to... Oh, shoot. I just dropped a, an Overwatch comic behind my desk. Whoops. In any case, what I was going to say was I'm going to have to get some, figure out some way to start streaming these that isn't using just my phone because I'm going to need my phone for everything else. So anyways, that's where we're at and that's everything you can earn for watching the Overwatch League Grand Finals. And that's it. That's all the news I got. Things have been relatively quiet, I would say. Um, I mean, they haven't been too, too quiet. Like, obviously we've got all that season seven peaks and things like that um which is a nice little tidbit to tide us over until the overwatch league grand finals but of course that's going to be you know the big story next week is that we will have our overwatch league grand champion um we will we will know who wins it all who takes it all home and of course it better be the florida man if it's not i might be upset depending on who else it is but in any case let's talk a little overwatch league now so 
I unfortunately did do my pickums uh, just the other day because I got a little bit spooked that I was going to get locked out of them and completely miss out on you know all the fun of of potentially winning anything. Um, that said, I think I made some really bad predictions and I went a little off the rails here, and I'm really not sure that this is going to win me anything, but. I'll cover my Pickums bracket here so you can uh, follow along with me and see who I think and how I think everything's going to play out, who I think is going to win and how everything's going to play out. So without looking at the schedule of when the games actually happen here, I'm just going to go through uh, the bracket in the West first, um, and I'll try to cover all the Friday games. And then I will go to the, oh, sorry, Thursday games, of course. I'll go through Thursday, then I'll go to the East, do Thursday, and then back to the West Friday, back to the East Friday, etc., etc. And we'll run through this bracket. So here's what I have happening on Thursday, September 28th. First in the West bracket. I have the Atlanta Rain beating the Hangzhou Spark 3-1. Then I have the Boston Uprising beating the London Spitfire 3-1. Over in the East, I have the Dallas Fuel beating the Soul Infernal, 3-2, and the Houston Outlaws losing to the Florida Mayhem, 3-2. That's right, I'm not giving Florida a loss that early. If we then move over to the West again, on Friday, I have the first team to be eliminated from the Overwatch League 2023 Grand Finals being the London Spitfire. That's right, London, get out of here. You eliminated both Canadian teams from contention. Get out of here. Uh, losing to the Hangzhou Spark, 3-2. Then, of course, I have the Boston Uprising losing to the Atlanta Reign, 3-2 as well. Over in the East bracket, I have the, just looking at the times here, Houston Outlaws beating the Soul Infernal, 3-1. And then I have the Florida Mayhem beating the Dallas Fuel, 3-2. So that, of course, would mean that the London Spitfire are eliminated and the Soul Infernal are eliminated as well, both on Friday, September 29th. Then we move on to our Saturday games where we will have, it looks like two matches here, two matches on Saturday. We will be looking at the Hangzhou Spark beating the Boston Uprising 3-2. Now that's where things get a little off the rails. I do think that that's a bit of a stretch, but hey, I wanted to give some, some West, no, Eastern region representation, uh, you know, later in the brackets. So I have the Hangzhou Spark beating the Boston Uprising 3-2, which would of course eliminate the Boston Uprising. Then, uh, we're still on Saturday here, over in the east, I have the Dallas Fuel, that's right, eliminating the Houston Outlaws 3-2 as well. And that, of course, sets up some good matches for our uh, Sunday games. So, first things first, am I, I'm, I'm just checking something out here. It does look like only two games on Saturday and then three games on Sunday, which is kind of interesting. But then on Sunday, I have things going the way of Atlanta Rain beating the Dallas Fuel 3-1. Of course, eliminating the Dallas Fuel because it is now single limb on Sunday. Then the Florida Mayhem beating the Hangzhou Spark 3-2. Of course, eliminating the Hangzhou Spark and thus eliminating the Eastern Region from the Grand Finals. And that sets up our final of the Atlanta Rain versus the Florida Mayhem at 4 p.m. Mountain Time on Sunday, October 1st, where I believe the Florida Mayhem will take it all with a 4-3 to record. That's right. I have the Florida Mayhem winning the big prize. And I'll be honest, I don't think this is a very good bracket. I think that I've made some blunders here. <laughs> and I I really questioned my own sanity when I, when I had to uh, lock it in there because I very much was Googling around trying to find when these picks would lock because I didn't want to do it too early if I, you know, 
If it had been up to me, I would have waited and uh, seen what some other big brains were predicting as well. Um, but alas, I gave in to my whims and I locked it in. So I'm hoping for an Atlanta Rain Florida Mayhem final. Now, if we did get that final, I would actually be pretty concerned that Atlanta's going to take it all because Atlanta has been a very strong team this whole season, but so have the Florida Mayhem. And that's the big thing is, you know, in that matchup, I think most people would say Florida is the underdog. Um, again, just out of those two teams. Obviously, these are two top-tier teams, but I think most people would agree that, uh, you know, Atlanta was the more dominant team throughout the season. Um, but I just, I want to see Florida win it. I've got to admit, I want to see it happen. So anyways, that's my pickums. And of course, that's obviously a bit of your uh, schedule there as well in terms of the Overwatch League Grand Finals. So without further ado, uh, I don't have anything else to say. And as I mentioned, I kind of want to make this a bit of a short episode because I want to start getting ready for the Overwatch League Grand Finals for my trip. And I also want to get some good sleep before I have to leave. Now, I don't leave tomorrow. I leave the day after. But regardless, let's wrap this thing up. I feel greatly empowered. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to episode 127 of One Man Watchpoint. I'm, of course, your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM on all socials. Please give me a follow. Please give me a like. Please reach out to me over on those social media platforms with questions, comments, topics, whatever you've got for me, and I will bring them to the show. I will talk about them here on potentially our next episode of course the big thing to know is that next episode will be our grand finals recap episode i'm not too sure how long it will be or anything like that um i'm probably going to talk a lot more about my experience there than you know the actual matches or what exactly happens in the grand finals just because you know i mean i'm not usually one to do a super deep dive into these things i i leave that up to the the people who, uh, you know, have much bigger brains than me when it comes to the analysis side of things. Um, but I will obviously touch on some of it and talk about it briefly and everything. Um, but in any case, uh, that's where I'm at now. So follow me over on the social media platforms at Sir Dr. JM at Sir DRJM, please. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a returning listener or a new listener, I very much appreciate your support. And of course, follow me to the grand finals if you're going to be at grand finals definitely uh and you see me if you know what i look like say hi uh if you don't know what i look like i will at least one of these days be wearing a nitro rifle jacket um nitro rifle of course being the brand that uh twitch streamer andy cortez has established uh it is a sort of neon pink blue and sort of teal jacket uh, windbreaker so you'll definitely notice it or you'll definitely uh it'll stand out that's for sure so if you do see me wearing that come say hi uh take a picture with me if you like um we'll chat you know i'm gonna be there i'm excited i got i'm getting a media pass i'm gonna have all the access that the media has and uh yeah i'm very much looking forward to it and i'm looking forward to meeting a lot of people that i've never met in person before but i've talked to online and stuff like that so i'm really excited it should be a lot of fun so without further ado also one more shout out uh follow my tiktok account at one man watchpoint I'm thinking I might sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say diary, but uh, uh, vlog my trip out there via TikTok. Um, so anyways, I'm still toying with that. I should really get on it if I'm going to do that. Uh, but keep an eye out for it and follow me over there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you around. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, you shouldn't have.